just get a little something from God's Word that might help us this week to direct us in the right direction. Uh, it may seem a little strange at first, but hopefully that God, uh, God blesses this. You know, His Word uh, is powerful. His Word uh, is, you know, and in Proverbs, His Word is able to instruct us. It's able to guide us, uh, to bring us wisdom, uh, and I'm thankful for it because we need it. You know, we need guidance. We need direction. We need wisdom from God uh, because the wisdom of this world is foolishness. The wisdom of this world uh, leads to ruin, and you can see that very quickly. So I, I don't know about you. I, I know there's a constant warfare, not just with the flesh and with the spirit, uh, but in the mind there is a constant warfare uh, of this worldly wisdom versus godly wisdom and uh, uh, sometimes we need to uh, take account of that and look at what God's word says about it uh, and how to make sure we're are we are filled with godly wisdom so we're going to look at Proverbs 4 at the end of the chapter uh, and normally in Proverbs uh, each verse or maybe even sometimes two verses together are kind of their own thoughts. So it doesn't often happen where we have from verse 20 to verse 27 is all the same little piece right here. It doesn't happen very often, but uh, you know I, that's what I want to look at tonight. So Proverbs 4, uh, starting verse 20, says this, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not, or yeah, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Put, uh, put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight. We thank you for its truth. And Lord, I pray that you would help us. Lord, help us tonight, Lord, to uh, to dig in here. And Lord, to see the truth from it. Lord, help us to apply it to our life. Like every bit of the word we want, that's what we should seek to do, is to live by it. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. So we see right here this last little section, and like I said, it's from 20 to verse uh, 27, and really he kind of starts over again in chapter 5, but we're not going to look at that. But he starts in verse 20, you see, he says, my son, attend to my words. So we see that King Solomon is trying to pass down godly wisdom to his son. And if you know anything about King Solomon, he learned some hard lessons in his life. Yes, uh, you know, he, uh, Second Chronicles 112, God granted him wisdom and knowledge. And uh, if you go in Second Chronicles chapter 9, I just read this the other day, the Queen of Sheba even comes to visit him and she is amazed by his wisdom. She is amazed. She said, I've heard of your wisdom, Solomon. But when I got here and I heard it with my own ears, it wasn't even the half of what I was told. Uh, and she was amazed with it uh, and uh, the all of the, the wisdom that God had given to him. But he learned hard lessons because he didn't always follow it. 
You know, we see in his life, you, uh, you look at the Proverbs where you see the wisdom itself. You look in Song of Solomon, which I think is kind of like the early Solomon uh, in a picture. Uh, really, it's a good picture of the bride, uh, the church, and Jesus Christ, if you look at it that way. But then you get to the book of Ecclesiastes, and I believe that is late in Solomon's life. And you see the results of him trying to live. He's got all this wisdom, but he's going to live apart from it, a worldly life. And what happens? Vanity, right? Vanity over and over again. He, he says, the life that I lived was largely in vain because instead of applying what God had given me, I chose my own thing. And even though I built many great things, it was still vanity. Even though, uh, you know, I did all of these things and ruled uh, and was blessed and had money and, and everything that desire was fulfilled that I wanted, he came and said it was vanity. So if someone like that has tried it all, is giving us wisdom to say, hey, don't go down the same path, but, but get that wisdom keep it and live by it i say we need to learn and we need to heed to it not just because it's solomon and and god had given him a great amount of wisdom but this is inspired by the holy spirit this is god's word right here uh, as well and he says uh, we should heed this passage we should heed the wisdom and that's what he's saying verse 20 incline thine ear into my sayings he's saying listen you you put that hand around the ear you get close you listen you incline it uh you lean in listen closely but here's the problem i don't know if you've noticed this today uh, but in our world what do we have we got noise everywhere don't we noise we got th people are talking to us in everything they're talking to us on the phone talking to us in the tv uh, everywhere uh, you know and, and radio and everything else we've got all of this noise uh, news uh, you can get news all day long you can get uh, podcasts all day long you get all these things and what happens is there all of this information starts to come in and then what happens we we start to look at God's word sometimes almost the same way so so here's the thing when God when the Bible is being preached or taught it's not the same as when we're listening uh, to a podcast about something else it's not the same as when we're listening to the news because when you're watching the news sometimes you're doubting I don't know about you I doubt some of the things I hear right and I'm thinking I I, I don't know if they're biased I don't know if they're leaning in a certain direction trying to to get us in this right thing but what happens is it becomes noise and here's the thing he said you got to listen closely when it's stuff about God and you gotta you gotta figure out how to and sometimes that means you have to turn off remember I've said this before the ears are one of the gates into the mind and and we can hear things con constantly uh, but he's saying hey we need to give more earnest leading and more earnest listening to biblical teaching and preaching and here's the thing this is the wisdom of God and here here's one of the things I was thinking about for vacation Bible school this week our kids need to learn this too Right? They're being bombarded just like we are in their ears, aren't they? They're hearing a lot of things. They're, uh, they're able to consume just as much, if not more, than we do. Uh, and we need to get them to listen to the word as well and listen to the lessons. Listen to the truth as best as we can. But notice this. Remember I said there's two gates. You know what the other gate is? Not just the ears, but the eyes. Look at verse 21 right next to it. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart so in verse 20 21 is similar to 20 he's saying hey uh you know don't let the words of wisdom of god depart from thine eyes and here's the other thing what else does the devil bombard not just our ears but our eyes yeah. right 
bombards us with all sorts of things. In fact, I don't know if you knew this, but you can get on your phone very easily and watch silly videos for hours and not realize that you're wasting all kinds of time. Now, again, it's not sinful things. You'll laugh and, and say, man, that's ridiculous. I can't believe they're doing these things. But again, he is trying to, I believe one thing is not just waste our time, but flood us with so much in our eyes that we start to look at everything the same way. Then when it comes time to actually look at the word of God, we're not putting it on the same high pedestal that it deserves. Or here's the other thing. You're so tired. You've used up all your time with other stuff. You don't even have time to look at God's word. Do we see that? And he wants to bombard our eyes, not just with wasting time. He wants to definitely bombard it with sinful things as well. If you ever realize that, my goodness, you must have never been on the Internet. But he is trying to get us uh, in so many ways to to not focus and uh, uh, to pull our focus somewhere else with our ears and our eyes. These are the devil's tactics. He is very good at it. You know, in fact, I realize one of his best tactics is wasting our time in so many different ways. But if we want true biblical wisdom, we have to keep our eyes in God's word. And he's saying, let not them depart. It's something you got to actively do. And here's the thing. I, I, I don't know about you, but in my Christian life, I've realized there is no substitute for getting in the Bible itself and studying it and reading it and everything else. If we want to keep our eyes and our ears fed with the true wisdom, we have got to get it from God. We have got to make sure that we're actively, uh, uh, you know, sometimes we got to turn off other things to get into God's word. And then what happens? So once you uh, settle it, once you incline your ear, once you not let it depart from your eyes, the end of verse 21, keep them in the midst of thine heart. You know what happens after that? You start to get in God's word. You get God's word in your eyes, God's word in your ears. It starts to settle in your heart, right in the midst, right in the middle of your heart. That's where it starts to happen. You know what? This needs to be our goal right here. Right. Not just to have the word of God go in our ears and go out the other end like the daily news. But we want that word to settle in our hearts, not just the things that we read. And we're like, that's ridiculous. We need it to get into our hearts and in the midst of our hearts, because there's so many benefits for the true wisdom and word of God in our heart. Like one of the ones you all know, Psalm 119, 11, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This is one of the things that helps, you know, when God's word is filled in our heart. It keeps us from sinning. And, and, and here's the thing. He, he, it not only brings uh, uh, less sin, that wisdom uh, uh, helps us to sin less. But here's what else. Look in verse 22. For they are life unto those that find them and health unto their flesh. You know what the medical and scientific fields today will not admit? That living a righteous life, living a biblical life is healthier than a sinful life. They won't admit it. Even though it's clear today, it is clear that uh, that there are two ways that people are living their lives and it is healthier to live a life fearing God. And uh, instead of a life chasing after sin uh, and chasing after pleasures, John uh, 10, 10, Jesus said this, the thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. See this world, what are they trying to do? Not just try to convince us they're trying to convince the kids of what that life is better in sin 
right? The pleasures of sin is better than living a righteous life. Don't you see that everywhere? The devil's trying to get us to believe that every direction that that uh, uh, pride is better than humility, uh, that, uh, you know, that uh, lying is better than truth, that he'll just go down the list and try to show us that, hey, uh, do what's best for you instead of God's will for your life. Uh, the devil is trying to do this over and over again. And not only that, but trying to convince people, if you live a godly life, you're going to be giving up all kinds of things. Right. You're going to give up fun and pleasure and everything else. Your life will be worse if you live godly and righteously. But I stand here as a reminder that the devil is a liar and he is a deceiver. And we can plainly see. And this is what I, the medical and scientific fields and everything else. We can plainly see the pain, the destruction, uh, the, uh, the of all the different things, the pleasures, the drug and alcohol abuse, the suicides that are prevalent with people that have achieved worldly success or have uh, hit exactly what they want to do in their type of sin. They've reached the pinnacle of it. Uh, but in the end, they're empty inside and they know that they're not doing what God wants them to do. And he's saying, hey, a righteous life is a healthier life. Solomon's trying to teach his son that. Then what's he say? Remember that heart? Uh, we've kept the wisdom in the midst of thy heart. You get back to the heart in verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. You know what happened when we were saved? We were given a new heart, praise God. That old stony heart, that old sinful heart uh, of flesh. We were given a new heart, a cleansed heart. But here's the thing. You and I have to actively keep it clean. That's what he's saying. You got to with all diligence, uh, uh, be careful about what we let in. Again, the ears and the eyes helps us to get into the heart. Uh, things that we don't want in there. You know what the Bible tells us to avoid? To avoid a double heart, right? It tells us to avoid having a hard heart. You realize our heart can turn hard. Have you seen people do that? People that used to serve God, used to follow God's will, then they walk away from it. Uh, they abandon all of that. And what do they have now? They're bitter about everything. They've got a hard heart now. It's sad. We need to uh, avoid a proud heart. It's very easy. You know, sometimes people get successful even in doing things for the Lord and it starts to become prideful and that leads to destruction. And then an unbelieving heart. That's one of the saddest things I've seen going on right now is so many uh, uh, people in, in Christianity, uh, they're saying things like I'm deconstructing my faith. I don't even know what that means other than you're walking away from it and creating something different that's not biblical or a cold heart. Heaven forbid that we lose the love and turn cold hearted or an unclean heart, right? The Bible says for us to avoid all of these things with all diligence. We got to be careful. And you know what? Remember the full armor of God there in Ephesians? There's something that protects the heart. You know what it is? The breastplate of righteousness goes right on top of it. You know what that tells me? Uh, that righteous living is one of the best ways to keep your heart clean. And a clean heart is one of the best ways to live righteously. It's a circle. It goes around. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that is how we live right. Is when our heart is clean. And we need to clean, keep it clean with all diligence. You know, uh, Jesus told the Pharisees, Matthew twelve thirty four, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You realize that that mouth is a window into what's going on in the heart. That's what Jesus said. I, he's saying, I hear your words and I can tell what's in it. Well, he can see the inside of our heart. He said, but for everyone else that's listening to what you're saying, they can see what's really in your heart. 
Ooh. Our tongue is the window. And that shows us that the tongue and the heart are connected. Guess what verse 24 says? Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips far from thee. Froward, disobedient mouth and perverse lips. You know what happens sometimes you got to do at work, at school, at friends, family functions, whatever. They start talking about perverse things. Sometimes you got to walk away. Right? Instead of, because you know what happens? You start listening to that, and guess what happens? Your mind starts thinking about it. And you you stay on that stuff too long, it'll go from the mind down to the heart. What's he saying? Keep it with all diligence. Protect what goes into your ears. You know, uh, stay away from these things. He said, because it will lead to coming out of your mouth at that point. You will be joining right in there. We don't need to be thinking about perversion that's so prevalent in this world. It's everywhere. It's hard to stay away from it. But the more you listen, it slowly opens the door to your heart. And so then the question is, well, how do we combat this, right? How do we, uh, you know, how do we uh, incline our ear to God's word? How do we not let it depart from our eyes? How do we, aren't we careful from what goes into the ears and ours, eyes and heart and what comes out of the mouth? How do we do these things? I I believe it's the last three verses is how we combat uh, all of these things, the temptations. What does he say in verse 25? Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. So when the eyes start to wander and gaze at sin and look a little long when the temptation happens, what do we have to do? We got to turn our eyes and look a different direction. You know, the greatest direction to look is to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despite the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Look at Jesus. Keep him straight ahead. And that will allow you. You realize if you are looking in the right direction, what will happen? You'll walk in the right direction. What's he say right after that? You look straight before you, ponder the path of thy feet and let all your well, all thy ways be established. Turn not uh, to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. He is saying, hey, you look to Jesus, you'll walk the right direction. And you know what he's also saying? You have got to think about, right? That's what verse 26, ponder the path of thy feet. We've got to be careful where we're walking. And we have to plan it and be careful. What, what, what do you mean? You got to be careful which direction you're going, right? Which direction are you walking? Are you walking in, a, in the straight and narrow way or some other way? You know, one of my favorite Bible characters is Enoch. In Genesis 5.22, it says Enoch walked with God, right? Uh, Hebrews 11.5, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he walked with God, right? That he pleased God, sorry. He pleased God. He walked with God before he pleased God in Hebrews 5. And what that tells me is in order for him to do that, he had to be watching where God was going. He had to be going the right direction, the right pace at the right time. And that takes diligence because this world's trying to get us to turn one way or another. Instead of wandering in and out of God's will, we need to uh, we need to make sure we're pleasing God in our walk, walking in the path that he set before us, his will and realizing that doing his will today will take you to where the Lord wants you to be tomorrow. 
You know, some people struggle with that. I don't know what the God's plan, his big plan is for me. And I'll tell you what, I look back in my life. There were times he asked me to do things that didn't make sense. But now that I can see it in hindsight, I realize he was leading me to where he needed me to be later. He didn't. He just didn't tell me back then. He's not going to reveal the entire plan. If he did, it would scare us to death. He's saying, hey, serve me today, trust me today, and I'll give you the next instruction when you need it. That's what he did to all of them. Abraham, Jacob, all of them, he did that too. He does that with us as well. And don't turn to the right or the left. That's what verse 27, the last one. Don't turn to the right hand or the left hand. You know what that tells me? We can't quit. We can't compromise. We can't give up. We've got to keep walking with Jesus. And you know, Joshua said it took courage. To not go to the left hand or the right hand. It took courage to keep going and walking straight. Uh, But you know what? You can look at how uh, Joshua was able to do that by courage. It was by faith. And that's how we'll do it as well. And I was thinking about this. You know, you think about these uh, handful of verses right here. And I tell you what, we need to we need to teach these, I believe, to our children. Right. We need to teach it. Maybe not just during VBS, but but throughout uh, uh, throughout the time that God blesses us to have all these children in our church and in your homes and grandchildren and everything else. We need to teach them to walk with God, teach them to guard their ears and their eyes and their hearts, teach them to live holy and watch God uh, really bless their lives and, and lead healthy and, and blessed lives. But here's the thing. Uh, if you've never really taught and or never really done something like that here's the thing you will never be able to really teach something that you don't live yourself you've got to convince yourself first right you've got to live by it first otherwise it's just phony right it's hypocritical but you know what we need the wisdom too it's Solomon to his son but I believe this helps each and every one of us or God wouldn't have put it in his word we need the wisdom too So let's attend to Solomon's words of wisdom that the Holy Spirit had him pinned down. But you know, one of the things I noticed in all this, it's full of verbs. Maybe you don't like English, but he's saying, what's he saying? Attend to my words, incline thine ear, Uh, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst uh, and keep thy heart with all diligence. Uh, put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips. Let, thy, let thine eyes look right on and thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or the left hand. Remove thy foot from evil. Over and over again, he said, there's all sorts of things you've got to do and remember to do. And I'll tell you what, even though the devil is trying as hard as he can, there's a God inside that's greater, right? Even though there's all kinds of falseness and deception and everything in this world, there is a book full of truth that can overcome every bit of it. You know what? You uh, At nighttime when it's really dark, it only takes a teeny little bit of light and all of a sudden you can see everything. Same thing with God's word. And I, I pray that we would live by this and that we would teach it to others uh, to show others that, hey, there is a better life. It, it will, we will live a better life if we are more careful about what goes into our mind, what goes into our heart, and what we say and what we do. We will live a better life. God promised it, and I believe it. So we're going uh, to open up the altar in prayer tonight.